Welcome. You're listening to The Aligned Self, conversations in creating a conscious and abundant life. This is Daniel DeNovi. I'll be your guide and host. Let's see just where we can take this. Hello, friend, and welcome home. Welcome home. Now, if this is your first time listening to the Aligned Self podcast, welcome to the family. I do consider you as part of the family, whether you're going to stay just for this episode or you're going to actually subscribe and listen in to past episodes and future episodes. See, I know that if you're listening to this, that you're of a particular mind, that you have a certain level of conscious awareness already. And it staggers my mind to think I, I just recorded my 50th episode of a couple back. I think we're at 54 already. And over 15,000 downloads since April. Now, we're not the most popular podcast on the planet, but we're by far over average in listenership and engagement. Uh, you guys pretty much listen every episode, every time I release something, you listen. So that's encouraging. It tells me that I'm talking about things that are of value to you. And as you listen to this, if you're listening for the first time and you find value in this episode, in, in our conversation, then by all means, subscribe and tell your friends, because chances are they're like you. They are interested in the same things. Now, I also understand you could be an oddball like I was and am for the most part, you know, that your friends may not necessarily share the same perspective on reality, on consciousness, on spirituality that you do, that, you know, you're kind of a odd man out. And that's why you engage in the podcast and engage in this conversation. Uh, I guess that's also why I invite you uh, to take part in our Facebook group, the Aligned Self Podcast Listeners Facebook group. And there's a link in the show notes but uh, there we can continue the conversation. You can ask questions, and I will either answer them in the, on the wall or in a message or create a podcast, because chances are, if you are asking the question, that it is on the minds of other people. It's in the consciousness. Well, today's episode is going to be about how to thrive as an empath. Now, you may not know what an empath is, whether or not you are an empath, you may already think you are. You may already know you are. And you may already experience the effects and the pitfalls and the advantages of being an empath. Well, we'll talk about all that today. But an empath or being empathic has special needs that I think you need to address. You must address in order to survive, thrive in the world. And we'll get all into that in a moment. But I do want to tell you about something that happened this weekend because it may affect how things are sounding. I did a reading on Sunday, Sunday afternoon, and I should have known something that at the end of the conversation, at the end of the reading, the phone just disconnected. Well, she ended up calling me back, but I should have known that there was a shift in the energy, that there was a shift in my energy. And I did something I should have known better not to do. I walked over and touched my computer and woke it up. But when I did, I kind of shocked the system. I didn't feel a shock. I didn't feel anything, but everything froze. Nothing was responding. And so I went to reboot and evidently the operating system became corrupted and would not function. It would not start. Windows was kaput. And now 
this is the third time this has happened to me this year. And I said, I've told you before that I was going to create a new relationship with my electronics. And I thought I was. I thought I did. But uh, I need to be respectful of when I'm in a different energetic state because I've had this problem for, you know, ever since my spiritual awakening, which was two episodes back, where I talked about that whole shift in, uh, I just need to be more respectful. Well, I have it down to a science now where I replace the hard drive and then (laughs) reinstall Windows. And then I make an attempt to transfer all my important files that were on the last hard drive onto the new one. Well, I had to download my audio editor here and the sound levels are all off. They're all wonky. And I had it just right before. I've had to tweak it. I've been tweaking it for the last 40 minutes. It came off sound just like blowing out the speakers because I have a particular timbre in my voice. And if I don't, I don't like massage it a little bit, it overpowers the microphone, overpowers the system. So I have to massage it just a little bit in order for it to come out. So hopefully it's listenable too. So with that acknowledged, what is this episode about? is how to thrive as an empath. So what exactly is an empath? Now, an empath or having empathic abilities means that you absorb energy. You interpret the world through energy. Now, this is a very close second to being clairsentient, where you feel things. You just have a knowing in your bones. But with being empathic, Some of the boundaries have been removed. You're a little more open. You're more at the mercy of outside energy. And so that needs to be taken into account. And it actually requires a higher level of responsibility on your part for self-care, a higher level of responsibility for your energy, for your boundaries. Because if you don't take responsibility for your boundaries, for your energy, You will be at the mercy, at the effect, manipulated by outside forces, outside people, other people's agendas, mass thinking, mass consciousness. And so it is incumbent upon you to really get this right and hone it in for yourself. There's no greater thing that you can do if you're an empath. So how do you know you're an empath? Well, if you're out in a crowd, you tend to get overwhelmed by the amount of energy that's there. And what's a crowd? Typically anything more than three people. Sometimes it's anything more than one. Depending on the conversation and the energy of these other people, you could become instantly drained or drained over time, like a constant drain on a battery. You just kind of run down. Now, an empath could also be called a highly sensitive person or just an intuitive but it's where you empathize or you tune in to the feelings that other people have, the other feelings energetically, the emotions that other people are broadcasting, because we are all broadcasting all the time. But the empath will get an immediate sense of what the other person's feeling, what their emotional state is, whether or not they just had an, a fight or not. They can actually feel the energy in the space even when nobody's there or nobody has been there for a while. You walk in and if you're not careful, you can absorb the energy of the space. You can absorb the energy of other people. And I'm going to tell you how to not do that. But for now, we're going to talk about the pitfalls of being an empath. Because typically, you have not set your boundaries up. So you're at the mercy of the weather, the 
energetic weather, the energetic atmosphere. It could be the amount of fear that's been in place because of, you know, the pandemic and all that, you know, the different conflicting points of view that are in the world. And you feel all that aggravation. You feel that. It's sometimes it's overwhelming. Sometimes you'll have a day and you'll just feel off. It's like there's something going on in the world. It could even be the barometric pressure because you're in tune with that too. All these different stimuli because you're a a more sensitive person than most. So how does a person become an empath? Now, if you were born in the 80s, 90s, 2000s, I don't know how old some of you are. I mean, I was born in the 60s, so I had different energy to deal with there. But if you were born in the mid to late 80s, the 90s and the 2000s, you're actually coming into the world more than likely hardwired as an empath. You're more sensitive to energy. You're more intuitive than some of your your older peers, not necessarily in total capacity. Well, let me rephrase that. You're not more intuitive because everyone's intuitive, but you're already hardwired. You're already open to receive And if you weren't that way as a child, then you've been opening up to that. Your spirit, as you grow spiritually or become spiritually awakened, you become more sensitive. You become more sensitive to your environment. Over the years, I've become more sensitive to food, to smells, to sounds, noise. I'm less tolerant of noise, and I'm totally not tolerant of energy that people put out that's negative and counterproductive to my well-being. I tend to gravitate away from them, and I've actually cut off relationships when the energy they bring to the situation just isn't conducive to health. And that might sound kind of radical, might kind of, might even sound rude, but, you know, you know, I only have 40, 50 years left in life, and I'm not going to spend it around people that walk in my psyche, walk in my, my mind and my body with muddy feet, with muddy energy. You know, life is too short. So you need to, and this is for you also, you need to take an accounting of the people you hang out with, the people that you interact with on a regular basis. Do they feed your spirit or do they suck your energy? And you may want to distance yourself from them, maybe not totally cut them off, but limit your connection to them, limit how you interact with them. And you may have to start setting some boundaries. And we'll talk about boundaries you know, I think I, I, I want to dedicate an entire episode to boundaries because it's such a critical aspect, but we'll, talk, we'll touch upon it here inside this episode. So there's some of you that have moved into the world, moved into this physical existence, already wired to be an empath. Some of you are on your spiritual awakening, and so if you've woken up that empathic ability. Now, when I was younger... I had empathic ability, but not to the degree after my spiritual awakening. That was blown wide open. I could not be around other people because every time I interacted with them, I could feel how they talked about themselves, the negativity from their past that they held underneath the surface. I was so connected to that, and I literally had to relearn how to create a boundary, how to know where I stopped and they began, because I would feel things and not know why I felt them. And I really had to tune in, and this is part of an intuitive questioning aspect. You want to tune into your energy when you feel something and say, is this me 
or is it someone else? Is it coming from outside of me? Because you want to start tuning in to what is the source of this energetic malaise or aggravation that's occurring in your body. Because sometimes it's not pleasant. Sometimes it's wonderful because if you hang around with people that are very upbeat and positive, then you take on all that, that juicy, loving energy. But know this, where we want to evolve to is to you be the source of your feelings. You be the source of your inner feelings. But I had to, I had to set up my boundaries. I had to tune into what was me and what was somebody else. And now I can dissociate from other people. It took some practice, but I can dissociate from the energy that other people are putting out because I vibrate at a different level. Now, there is a purpose behind you being an empath, and we'll get to that. We're going to get to that, but we have to work our way around to that. You have a a purpose to actually elevate consciousness. Now, understand that because so many people are being born into this, this higher level of psychic and intuitive receptivity, that we are evolving as a species, not just, you know, mankind, but the planet as a whole, too. This conscious awareness is raising to the point where we are becoming more telepathic, more intuitive, where we we read the, the broadcasts of other people. We can energetically tune into a situation. A lot of people don't know what they're tuning into. They just know like they feel off and they're still somewhat asleep. And you may be, you may have one foot into being woken up and one foot still asleep. And so you're, you're still figuring out. And that's why you listen to the podcast. I guess that's why I wanted to talk about this and how to thrive with this energy, how to thrive with this ability. Because like I said, we are evolving to a higher level of receptivity, a higher level of communication between individuals and between groups. And so it is incumbent upon you, not just for your own personal energetic hygiene, but it's also your contribution to mankind, to humankind. But I'm getting ahead of myself. So, and I recognize that, you know, we're already kind of 15 minutes in. This is going to be two episodes. I'll break it up into two episodes into two smaller bite-sized pieces because I still have a lot to talk about. Now, before we talk about how to elevate your experience of being an empath, I want you to recognize when are you taking on somebody else's energy? How do you know it's been too much? Well, you begin feeling agitated. Now, think washing machine. It's either going to be an overabundance of excitement or, you know, agitation stirring up, or you're going to feel somewhat disturbed. After that, the next phase of having too much energy or taking on too much energy from outside is that you begin to get aggravated. Now, it's different being agitated, like washing machine. Aggravated is irritated, grumpy, And you start becoming irritated with, you know, maybe someone's chewing too loud or they're fidgeting or doing some other repetitive uh, activity and it's just driving you nuts. And you don't know why. You don't know why you're getting so bent out of shape, but that's because your, you know, your tolerance level has been reduced. And understand that this could happen over time, like over a period of a few days or possibly in the period of an evening or a couple hours, like you'll move through this full circle where you start to get a little agitated, then you get aggravated and irritated. Then next is that you become um, overwhelmed, distracted. You can hardly listen. You get confused and um, spacey because you're tuning out. 
your 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 system is trying to defend yourself and you start to tune out and you get this feeling like you got to get out of there. You have to get away. You could be at a party and suddenly you're like, I got to go. I just, I can't stand it anymore. So if you begin recognizing that you're going through these phases, that you have regularly gone through these phases and you may have thought something's wrong with you. Actually, there's nothing wrong with you. It's just have to recognize how you respond and how you interact with the world. You have to be response-abled to respond for yourself in a way that is healthy for you. And so that you don't make yourself wrong. You don't make yourself bad. You just recognize, hey, I'm an empath, and you take care of it. You have special needs that have to be addressed, and you just do that as part of your self-care. And that may be getting away. So that's the first step in reclaiming your energy is to isolate yourself, get away. And you don't need to make excuses for it. You can just say, I have to spend some time alone. The way I typically do that is I get up earlier than anybody else in the house. I typically get up at 3, 30, 4 o'clock in the morning. And I have those hours, those sweet hours in the morning before anybody else gets up. And, <laughs> and if somebody does get up early, I find it so irritating. How dare you interrupt my silence? But that's what I do. I get up early just to spend that time for myself. Or I'll go to the gym and I'll work out. And that's a way that I burn off that energy. And I also spend time with myself. I put the headphones in and like, don't talk to me. I'm here to do one thing, work out. Now, my wife, she'll say, I'm kind of tapped out. I need to go off by myself. So she'll go to the bedroom, lock the door. She'll run a salt bath. She has crystals and rocks and gemstones in the bathtub with her that help draw out that negative energy, negative vibe. And she's right as rain afterwards. But she sometimes she just needs that. And we both recognize that we have that need for internal maintenance. Now, talking about baths, something else you can do is take a shower and visualize when you're taking the shower that the water is washing your aura, just cleansing the energetic aura and all that nasty, convoluted energy is just going down the drain. You're cleansing your soul, so to speak. So something else you can do before you get in your shower is get your butt outside. Get your, take your shoes off, walk barefoot on the ground. Really connect with the earth. Now the earth produces, Mother Gaia produces negative ions and it helps neutralize the positive ions that you take on from other people, that agitated state, and you will shift your state. You will shift how you feel emotionally within seconds. This is literally grounding. Now, grounding is where we run the energetic vibe, the energetic excess into the ground, where it's dissipated and spread out over a larger area, and you can feel that occur in your body. Now, every electrical system, every house... Um, every water system, every pipe system is grounded. There is a copper lead that runs somewhere outside into the ground. So if there's ever a lightning strike, if there's ever an overload to the system, that it is sent to the ground. Another thing that is helpful is to get into nature. See, nature demands that you be present. When you start looking at the trees, watching the trees sway, when you see animals, they demand your attention. You cannot be like in the past or in the future. They basically call you into the present moment. 
And so you're also grounding with the earth. You're connecting and vibing in communion with the trees. The trees have a wisdom, and there is an interconnected bioform underneath the root system with different plants. All the different plants communicate with each other, and they will help absorb the negative energy from your system. They're there. They're your friends. They'll be your pals. And it's important that you do this out in nature where it is, they're in the ground. If you try and do it with your houseplants, you may be one of those people that have bad luck with houseplants. You tend to kill them. And that's because they're absorbing your negative energy that you're bringing to the space that you haven't yet dissipated, that you haven't yet released, and they're a natural absorber. Cats are great at absorbing energy, too. They have a tendency to want to lay with you or sleep with you if you have a particular overload of negative energy. And speaking of cats, my wife can actually map out the geometric stressors, the energy of a house, of a location. And she has found that cats primarily will sleep in the areas of the house where there's natural geometric stress, say underground rivers or little fault lines underneath the house, underneath the system that are actually interrupting with the energy of the space. And so that brings me to another point that you need to become aware of how you feel in your space, in your home. Is the color right? Is the placement of the furniture conducive? Is there anything that feels out of alignment, that feels awkward. Clutter. Do you have clutter? Clean it up. The walls may be a particular color that just aren't conducive to high vibe state. So you may want to, you know, paint the room. It's actually a very cheap upgrade, a very cheap remodel is to put a fresh coat of paint, a fresh coat of color, and play with different colors. See what's the most harmonious for you. And then also be aware of any knickknacks, any paintings, any art pieces. Uh, How does it impact your energy? Does it make you feel expanded or is there a sense of contraction around it if there's a sense of contraction get rid of it give it away take an inventory of your environment and does it feed you if it doesn't make plans to change it up switch it up so if you want more ideas around this you can go to yesdaniel.com backslash 43 and download my 30, my list of 30 different things that you can do to raise your vibration. And a lot of these are geared towards empaths on things you can do, practices you can put in place in order to shift your vibe, shift your vibration into a higher state, into even to a neutral state, because you'd rather be neutral than negative. So that list, the link at yesdaniel.com backslash 43, the link is going to be in the show notes for your use later. You can just click the link and go right there and provide your email address. And that's exactly where I'll send it. So we talked about what an empath is, how do they interact with the world? How are they impacted by different energies? What are the different phases that you move through to know that, you know, you could be hitting a meltdown, you could be hitting overwhelm. And the goal is to see those signals early and shift it. And then I provided several ideas that you could use and implement in order to shift your vibe, shift your energy, and neutralize that energy that you've taken on. Now, I think this is a good place to pause. And in the next podcast, I'll talk about how to radically alter and ground your energy and reclaim your spirit, reclaim your energy. 
And then I'll talk about your higher purpose in being an empath, what it means to be an empath, how you can change and leave a mark on humanity. So until next time, this is Daniel Danovi, urging you to follow your bliss, live your life according to inner signals, and live the epic life. Thank you.